0: Well, hello, people of Defend the House, and welcome back to mine and Jameson's annual Top Ten Games of the Year podcast long talk thing. How many years have we been doing this now? Five, six. Oh this my God! This is the God. sixth
1: year running.
0: God, we're old as shit. Well, if you are new, this is something we do every year. We uh, make our own lists of our top ten games of the year and we don't know what each other's lists are that's the surprise it's like a reveal a fun mystery yep. game and this it's year like
1: upwards of potentially 20 surprises in could one be video. 20
0: games i honestly yeah. think
1: this is going to be the most varied
0: year we've ever done list-wise i really do think that. i really yeah i wonder it's going to be interesting because from our review talks along the year, we have had differing opinions on games and we've liked yeah, stuff you more hated everything. I hated everything. You hated more than everything. It's just been <laughs> a backwards and forth battle. Uh, one thing I just want to quickly disclose is I am recovering. Actually, no, I'm still ill. I'm still very ill. So I apologize for any background coughing, horrible sniffles. There will be none. Or if it I just be- get a bit... Delirious and cough syrup, and just forget what I'm talking about. I apologize. Oh well, that's that's
1: definitely going to happen.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to lose my way, and I'm going to just say the wrong words, and it's going to be a mess. But we're going to push through. So, 2018 video games. How was it?
1: Uh, it was okay. It was. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It, six months ago, I would have said, "Man, this year." Is bad. Mm. Uh, Six months ago, I would have struggled to put five games together. Um, Yeah, but the the second half of the year for me uh, definitely turned things around. Yeah, I mean, I had
0: a pretty good start to the year. I know you you didn't really connect with like uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Monster Hunter World, so that helped me enjoy the front half of the year more. But after God of War, there was a long triple A break, and I love my Indies.
1: there was just a long break of games that clicked with me. Yeah. Uh, I
0: love my work. indies. I love doing backlog stuff, but I felt like I was doing it for like four months. And it felt like me, no one was much. making anything because everyone's playing Fortnite.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like,
0: why release games this year? Because everyone's just playing Fortnite. I wasn't... <sighs> me neither.
1: I want to play... play not Fortnite. Yeah, that's my favorite game of all. Um, Yeah. Yeah, the first half of the year... I think, was a rocky start for me. God of War was really good. And then it was like, what? May, June, July, August. Yeah, four full months of... For me, there was almost nothing. There was like one or two things. uh, And maybe... It might have even just been like one thing. No, it was. It was two things that I liked for four months. And they were both kind of, you know... They were sort of maybe a little smaller. uh, And... Yeah... So yeah, like I said, first half of the year, if if you'd asked six months ago, it would have been rough. But I think the, it managed to turn itself around. It, it wasn't a, an, an incredible, amazing year like 2016, or even 2017, depending on who you ask. Um, it felt like a year where, you know, there's lots of people that are just uh, busy making games. Yeah, it was okay. a quality over quantity type year. Yeah, there weren't a lot, but the ones that I liked, I really liked. So that's good. There's a lot of good games.
0: Like, just good. Not, like, incredible. There's a couple of masterpieces, but just a lot of good stuff. Because I realized in the bottom of my list, I was really struggling. Because I could have put one
1: of, like, six games. Especially in position 10. Yeah, position 10 is honestly, like, the throwaway position at this point. (laughs) Yeah. It's just roll a dice, pick one of these things, and go with it. Mm -hmm. Uh
0: I think one thing I also want to say is we are not Smash Bros. players. We don't play Smash. Just want to put that out there before people get mad. We don't play Smash Brothers. Done.
1: People know. We could have also said we're recording this only days after Smash came out. Which, you know, I mean, it's not that much of an exaggeration. Yeah, but I'm never going to play it.
0: I'm never. Not me. Not either. for me. I don't, I don't like uh, res- not wrestling. Um, <laughs> uh, fighting. <laughs> yeah, <games>. close enough.
1: <laughs> oh, God, this is gonna be a long couple of hours. Um. Also, I hardly even touched my Nintendo Switch this year, Aww. and that bums me out a bit. I was in the mood for some, you know. Nintendo had a good year last year, and I liked the Switch last year. And then this year, I was like, I, I mean, I think there were like four full, three full months where it was uh, unpowered and sitting Aww. untouched. Uh, Poor but, little guy. Whatever. I used my I bought Switch Captain Toad the other night, and I'm just gonna comfortably play that for the next
0: week, <laughs> Captain so. Toads. Alright,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's comfy. A, a, it's a baby game for babies, but that's fine. I'm in the mood for that. Yes, <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's okay. 2018, you're all right, girl. <laughs> it it was all right. It
0: had some it had it some right. great
1: hits. Yeah. I thought I would ask before we begin, mm-hmm. were there any changes you would make to last year's list? Because it has happened more than once in the past, yes. where profound mistakes were made, and that only <laughs> came to light after a great time had passed.
0: Yeah, that was my 2015 um, list, where my number one changed in 2016, <laughs> Oh yeah, because I hadn't played Tales from the Borderlands, and it was yeah. fucking fantastic, and I liked
1: it more than
0: anything else I played in 2015.
1: 2015 also might be my, my most egregious mistake, which was putting Fallout 4 on my list instead of, I don't know, literally anything else.
0: <laughs> Yikes. Well, you wait till today? It's going to get even more awkward. Wait, what? Oh, no. Wait, what? Uh, 2017 <laughs> list. Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty happy no. with my list. Seeing Horizon up where it belongs. No. I'm sticking with my 2017 list, unless I'm forgetting anything, which I probably am.
1: I would say the only thing for me, I wouldn't I wouldn't change any of the games on my list, I don't think. I might just reorder things ever so slightly uh, as a year has passed. Like, I like Prey and SteamWorld Dig 2 even more Ooh. than I did last year. You put SteamWorld so, uh, Dig quite low, like 6, 7? I did. I don't know why. Like, I put it down because I was like, ah, this is like, it's like a perfect game, but, you know, it's just sort of... It lacks that... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I put it low. I... I that was... I should have put it higher. SteamWorld Day 2 is, amaz- is a perfect, beautiful, sweet, amazing video game <laughs> that should have been one or two or three spots higher. Yeah. But that's okay. Yeah, it was... With hindsight, I might have re, you know rearranged things a, a touch, but I, I am happy with last year's list. Um, okay. I think the last yeah. thing... Is this year we
0: are actually predicting each other's lists? I'm not going to say them out loud, not going to put them on screen because I don't want to like maybe tip the audience to know what might be yes. coming up. But I'm just yeah. going to you know as we go along just make a little note like I guessed your number ten or I didn't guess your number ten.
1: Yeah. Just just a little fun. I... We'll,
0: we'll see who gets the most by the end. Maybe we will both have zero. Mm. Actually, mm, I don't know. I don't. I know.
1: didn't really order yours so much, <gasps> but you cheater. Uh... That's okay. I was also going to say regarding your list, yeah, I am very curious about some things. Honestly, I have no idea.
0: Because even when it comes to the top two, Mm. there's still an argument Mm. for the placement of number one for those boys. Mm. And I'm not going to say them out loud, even though it might be obvious.
1: You and I know what we're talking about.
0: Yes. There really is an argument for those two to be number one both yeah. both ways and i don't know i really I think ooh, I don't it's know.
1: possible you have a not 2018 game on your list like i wouldn't be surprised i don't know there's no. one in particular that stands out in my mind that not
0: 2018
1: that i don't think it came out in 2018 oh no, god have, it have i tonight. fucked up you <laughs> <laughs> might have i hope not i don't know it's just i know you liked it and you know I don't know. Wait, wait. there are no rules. We should specify. I mean, (laughs) there are no rules here. Like, it says best of twenty eighteen. You know, (coughs) if whatever that you can put, if you want to put DLC on the list, go for it. Mm -hmm. If you want to put a nineteen ninety two video game on your list, I don't. Who cares? I try this year. Yeah, I try to stick to the rules. Yeah, I mean, so do I. Like, I yeah. But, I like it. It's you know, fun
0: to it's fun to really put my own perspective of twenty eighteen in a top ten list and see how I, you know, how the year played out in my mind.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't really bent the non rules. Uh, mm-hmm. but, you know, if it, it can happen and it certainly has in the past. Like I put, you know, Blood and Wine on my list or Yes. Uh there was something from the year prior that I put on the the current year list. You put Not for this dead year. Dead shot on your list last year. One Shot, yeah, I think there was something else as well. One Shot came out like a week before 2017 started, so that was okay. But but yeah, I mean, you know, hey, it's your list,
0: who cares? This is very official, Jameson, it's canon.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, sorry, you're right. This is
0: very important to a lot of people.
1: Yes, yes, you're right. To everyone. And at the the end of the video we're also going to throw out our honorable mentions as well, because putting them in a comment, I don't know. Some, some of those games are more worthy more, more than a comment. Yeah. You know?
0: I'm not going to uh, like talk about them in detail, but I'm just going to list them off. No. The games that I thought were yeah. cool. All right. Well, wait, it's wait. only
1: been 20 minutes. This is going to be a three-hour video. Nah. Who's starting? Uh, fuck, I've already forgotten. It's me. It's me. Okay. You are starting. You started, you started last year, and your first game was Cuphead. Yes. Okay. okay. I'm remembering now. I'm looking. I'm ready. Um, I think I can speak for you when I say this as well. Number 10 is just, it's uh, often I find this to be the case. It's the, the slot where it, it doesn't matter. Like it's, it's, it's a slot where it's like a little bit of a throw your arms up in the air and just like close your eyes and pick one. Depending on the because year, I was, but yeah. 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 For this year in particular, I was like, I've got nine games that I feel quite good about. Uh, but the 10th, eh. I'm you know, whatever. I whatever. Eh, I'll just go with this one. Okay. And I changed it last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> my number ten I might come to regret this, I don't know. Is Battlefield 5. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I had another video game in that slot until last night. I had Battlefield wasn't near my list uh, three days ago when they changed the time to kill without telling anyone. <laughs> But then they changed it back, and then we played a bunch last night, and, you know, I was like, man, this game's just, this game, it's just enjoyable. I just like it. It's just fun. I, have a... I haven't have had a consistently good, pleasant, enjoyable time with a multiplayer game in a while. Mm. You know, Overwatch can get very stressful. PUBG is infuriating. Call of Duty is Call of Duty. <laughs> uh. But Battlefield, I like Battlefield. And I didn't like Battlefield 1. It was boring. What? And Battlefield 5 is probably more boring. Yeah. But also it's more engaging from a gameplay perspective. The guns are mm-hmm. actually fun to use. I like the maps. The squad system changes are really good and I've almost ex- pretty much exclusively just played it with, you know, one of the uh, one or more of the other gentlemen and um I just I, I I just have a good time with it. Yeah, that's fair. And I like Battlefield, and you know, Battlefield has had a rocky history for a few years. Not that's not true. Maybe Battlefield One was a, a total like perfectly solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just didn't connect with it at all. And you know, it's it's been my comfy go-to multiplayer series for many years now. Uh, and BF Five is the be- I think it's the best playing Battlefield to date. And, yeah, I can agree with that. And I, like I said, I might come to regret it deeply in six months because I every like week I feel differently about Battlefield. Um, you know the support and the weird like, I it's it's a bit of a mess of a game. Ooh. But it's at number ten, so who fucking cares? Yeah, it's Battlefield. I played it last night. Obviously, recent you know bias uh, to recent experiences can affect these lists and. I, I I've played like 20 25 hours every single game I've played has been very enjoyable and that's more than I can say for a a lot of multiplayer games that've mm-hmm. i played over the last three or four years so that's a fair choice uh so I guess congratulations for sneaking onto my list maybe you won't maybe you will sneak off my list uh, when we do 28 2019's uh, review roundup and I say whoops that was a mistake um well talking about games that aren't really that
0: interesting <laughs> yep my number 10 uh,
1: sea of thieves <laughs> <laughs> hey i f- you know what yeah that makes me feel better okay we both picked games that are kind of you know maybe a little questionable
0: i just want to say sea of thieves yeah. is lucky to be at number 10 because the games below it i'm looking at my because i do i've gone up to 15 on this list Yeah, me too. The Honourable Mentions. I'm looking at all my Honourable Mentions and I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, you beautiful gems. But even though Sea of Thieves is supported quite poorly, in my opinion, the direction they support it, we've talked about this in the podcast, is very strange. They just seem to be making new areas and events and adding zero new quests and zero new ways to interact with the PvP, which I don't really understand, especially when you're watching something like Fortnite happen this year just look just look at the people never mind we're not gonna get into that (laughs) but i can't take away from the amazing times we had during the early days of sea of thieves when it was all fresh and new it was the most fun multiplayer game this year if you look at like single experiences Mm. the megalodon battle some of the stuff with the kraken and just general shenanigans with other pirates we met on the sea and, you know, the early days of PvP when it didn't get a bit stale. The first couple of pirate ship fights were really something that I will remember for a long time. Also, it's gorgeous. Amazing color yes. palette, amazing water. Uh, and, you know, sea shanties with your friends. It's a good time. It's,
1: yeah. It it's has... got a great mood. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just... so thoroughly pleasant, I find.
0: Yeah, it just hasn't grown in the way I think it should have.
1: Yes, which at this yeah. point
0: near the end of the year has left me a bit negative towards the game. Yeah, but that doesn't deduct from the fun I had. So I'm
1: I'm glad you put it on your list because uh, I had a blast. It, it is not. Yeah, it's not on mine. But I I because it's not on mine because of the last two sessions. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like if we had had a good time with it when we played it a few weeks ago, it would have probably just gone on to number ten for me as well. Yeah, because. Yeah, the 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 highlights of it are so so high, um, but uh, yeah, like you said, it's just, just they've got the ship pointed in the wrong direction, if oh, you will. <laughs> damn. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh. Sea Thieves has a special place for sure. Yes, um, and I'm happy to see it represented in some form here. Yeah, number ten's uh, a good
0: spot for it. I'm happy with it being there.
1: Yes, even though there are objectively better things, probably in your honorable mentions. Yeah, for sure, uh, for sure. But that's you know, it's still an honor to be mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, number nine, I-, I would say everything on my list from one to nine, I feel po- I feel fairly, I feel confident and strong about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number ten slot is just a throwaway, like I said. Yeah. Um, i I don't know if this should be higher or not Ooh, okay. number nine is dead cells oh well
0: number nine holy shit okay i did not get that you right expect- either
1: we're you expecting it to be higher or lower or not i, I had a
0: number seven on your list
1: hmm i probably had it a number seven at one point as well okay um Again, it's one of those things where it's like, eh, everything from like five to nine or six, six, seven, eight, nine could probably be in any order as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, like, that's fair. It doesn't really matter. It's just semantics. Um, uh, Did we review Dead Cells? No, we didn't. I don't think um, so. We talked about it. God, I can't keep track of where we talk about things anymore. Yeah. Um, Dead Cells just plays so great. Mm-hmm. Um. It was one of those games, like on paper, I would say most of it, uh, not in theory, something for me. Uh, hmm. 2D indie combat platformer, Metroidvania, roguelite. Um, no, <laughs> you won't find a lot of those on my list. Yeah. Uh, if you go back, um, but I bought it on a whim, you know, over the summer, uh, during the drought, the great drought of 2018. Oh, the great drought. And, um, I bought it knowing that the, uh, there was a high chance that I just would not enjoy uh the way it plays because I'm a weirdo and I need my, two, my 2D games need to play like the way my brain expects them to and I couldn't describe <laughs> to you what that expectation is but yeah. um turns out like 10 seconds after starting it I was like oh this feels really good <laughs> it does this is this they know how to make this game plays phenomenally uh and I proceeded to play like <sighs> I don't know, 30, 40 hours of it. Damn, um, I don't think I never beat it legitimately, but I I don't know. I don't really I never felt particularly obligated to beat it or like I I needed to beat it. Um it's there's just enough there's enough going on constantly and you're constantly upgrading and improving yourself that I just uh it was just one of those games where it's like I just enjoy playing this. I don't really have goals or a desire to see credits if you will um i really like the exploration part of it as well there's a there are like 12 or 15 maps to find you know areas and uh it was really fun sort of slowly exploring and learning the the order in which everything comes and uh you know upgrading i know you had problems with the uh the blueprint system it was something that i never even thought about <laughs> Yeah, I had, um, you had some issues
0: with the game's pace.
1: Yeah, it just, which is uh, it's interesting to me. I agree yeah, that I it plays amazingly, it. Mm-hmm.
0: but it just felt like you had to grind so much to see variants. Like, variance was something that was earned in the game. I felt like I was mm. playing the first two to three zones over and over and over again with the same weapons and the same pool of weapons, and I was just like, I want to see something new. And I know mm. there's plenty of zones and there's plenty of weapons but it just felt like were. it was a carrot on the string and it was so far away and I think I played nine to ten hours of it and just I don't know just got bored of playing the first couple of zones over and over again
1: yeah and drifted yeah, away that's from interesting. it yeah I, I never uh I never had that It never even crossed my mind about the like I uh, the whole time I thought the the pace with which I was earning new things was pretty much exactly what I what i it came at exactly when i wanted basically you're Um, more patient than me i guess so which (laughs) normally i wouldn't say that's uh accurate but (laughs) in this case it is and yeah it's it yeah it looks great it's got some good music in it and the but the main appeal is the combat and uh just so many good smart fun decisions made with like the moment to moment gameplay and uh yeah, I I would not expect, would never have expected it to have been uh, on this list, let alone me liking it. Because I remember hearing about it a lot last year, because it was in early access all last year, and uh, yeah, it was good. It's I like it. It's a good it. game. It's a good video game. It is. A good I would video recommend game. it to people that like good video games, which you don't. So
0: no, I hate all games. Yeah, yeah. But one game I didn't hate
1: mm-hmm. this year.
0: My number nine is Monster Hunter World. Number nine? Number nine wow. It's Monster Hunter World. Jeez. I really, really enjoyed Monster Hunter World. I'm not going to go <clears throat> too deep into it because there's a lot of layers with this game. and There's a lot going mm-hmm. on. But we did review it as we well, did. long ago. We did a detailed review back in
1: January? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, February.
0: I always just find it fun when I see uh, a franchise or a series... And it feels like I just can't get into it. Monster Hunter has felt impenetrable for years for newcomers. You have to own, like, a Nintendo DS with online capabilities and stuff. And you have to... (laughs) And live in Japan Live in Japan and go to these wikis. And finally, uh, they've embraced the Western world. And it's still quite hard to get into. Apparently, this is the easiest, but it's still quite hard to get into. Uh, So I wasn't enjoying it for the first 20 hours, but eventually... I did find a weapon I liked, and I started to set my mind towards the cosmetics, the aesthetics, the fashion part of the game.
1: And Mm. it was just
0: a really nice uh, lifestyle game, right? That's the genre? Sure, yeah. I didn't really have one of those. I was in a bad patch with Destiny, not really enjoying it. The Division is the most boring game ever made, for sure. And (laughs) Monster Hunter World has the best format of any of those. And it just has so many little carrots on the stick to keep you going. And I think fighting the monsters is fun. I think one of the things that I found interesting about Monster Hunter World is it's a very chilled game. I thought it was going to be back-to-back intense battles. And there are some intense boss fights in the story where you have to concentrate and, you know, play it safe, manage your healing stuff. But I'd say it's like 70% chilled grinding and like 30% intense boss fights. A lot of the times it's just, you're just farming, just killing some monsters and it's like a good podcast game. Played a hundred hours of it, killed all the monsters in the vanilla game, and I might go back. Now there's an expansion uh, coming yeah. out in 2019, and I know there's been uh, they've been dripping monsters in every now and then, big old boss boys. And I haven't played it in ages, right. so might go back. I have a PS4 Pro now, so it should run better. And that game's just awesome. It's got a really cool theatrical look to the fight, the monsters battle themselves. It's very cool when you have uh, three other uh, hunters in all flinging around with weapons I don't even recognize and understand, and they're doing crazy stuff, and you're looking at everyone's armor. It's a very cool social game, and I'm happy to have finally got into a franchise, but it's one of those games, kind of like Persona, where I'm like, would I ever play another one? I don't Mm. know if I can be bothered to play a whole other
1: Monster Hunter game. It's a big commitment.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Glad to be part of the franchise. I get it. I finally get it now. Some good new franchise knowledge in my brain, a new experience, a new game ticked off my list. And uh, yeah, was the pop like the only
1: big RPG
0: thing I got into this year.
1: I'm really surprised it's number nine. I, I would have pegged it as like top five for sure. Ooh, okay. um, maybe I underestimated the, you know, the fact that it came out, you know, it, it was like the second week of January. There's some good uh, games on the list i guess yeah yeah i i you were feverish with that game for like a month i was very addicted uh, to it yeah yeah and i mean i i have a an hour of gameplay footage from you from like eight and a half months ago because yep. i was like you need to send me monster hunter when you while you remember how to play it because i know it's going to be on your list <laughs> uh, yeah uh yeah i mean i knew it was gonna be on your list but i yeah i, would I have think it's it would because be higher,
0: but, uh... not a huge amount of the moment to moment gameplay was uh incredible it was just, mm. like, comfortably fun. There's sure, some sure, really yeah. fun moments in it, but I, I just had it as a comfy game to go to when I didn't have anything else to play. And uh, yeah, that's really enjoyed it. It's a very cleverly made game that isn't a game like it. It has a very mm. unique format that I've, I feel like other developers should maybe take a peek at. It's been going for, like, a decade or more since, like, the oh, PS2 yeah. days, and no one else seems to be learning from these guys. They know how to make a game which is, like, cocaine. It's very hard to stop playing Monster Hunter World when
1: you get into it. But yeah, that you is my... You know scary? What? A decade ago was like the middle of the Xbox 360 generation. Okay, <laughs> don't make me feel fucking ancient. <laughs> fucking 20 years ago now is PS2 off Christ, feels oh like. god. All right, we're old. <laughs> uh, speaking of nice and comfortable, okay, I am righting the wrongs that I have made two lists. Oh. Two lists I have failed to put one of these games on here. Ah. For some... For some damn reason, I put Dragon Age Inquisition on, and then in 2016—well, 2016, 2016 was pretty stacked. Forza Horizon Four. I got one. Woo! I uh, Forza Horizon Two should have been on my list. Forza Horizon Three should have been on my list. I don't know why I, I give I shortchanged the best racing series. I I I'm, I'm sorry, Forza. <laughs> I'm righting the wrongs. Forza Horizon 4 is making... A, it is a very good video game. There. Done. It's... It, I mean, like, okay. Like, structurally, it's practically identical to 2 and 3 in, in a lot of ways. Um, and this is half on here to, to, like I said, make up for not putting 2 or 3 on my list when they should have been. Uh, but 4 is probably actually the best of the series. Um it's an exceedingly comfortable game, which is nice. Um, it's a ridiculously well made game. Um, every time I boot it up and play it I'm sort of like truly amazed at how slick it all is. Um, in, in that regard I think it might be one of the like the best made games I've played in a long time. Mm. Um, I think there are f- changes to some of the format were really smart. I like the story, the sort of quote-unquote story quest lines that you can do where you just like, oh, I gotta race these 10 cars, they're yeah. really fast, you know, and they just sort of put enough of a little, there's a good amount of variety with the content in this. Uh, yeah, it's very well it balanced a little more, for varied yeah.
0: degrees of enjoying racing games.
1: Yes. Yes, and uh, the new expansion just came out last week and that seems pretty good. There's like treasure hunting you can do uh, where you get like a little image clue that you have to go find where it is on the map. And it's, a. Uh, I think my favorite thing about it, the thing that maybe sets it most apart from Forza Horizon 2 and 3 is that it properly, and I don't know if this is, I think it's intentional. It probably has to be. It It embraces the sort of, irreverent humor that is was present in 2 and 3 mainly in like the fact that driving an expensive vehicle off road while you're you know hitting these huge jumps like that's just sort of fun and funny mm. and Fort Horizon 4 I think my favorite part about it is that it is really funny um and and it's not like it's trying to be funny it's more like it has these things in it it has these Choices that you can make when you're playing it to make the game funny, which is to say that, like uh you know, when you go to a beauty spot and you get this nice pan across the English countryside, and then my my lady character is flossing in front of uh, a giant uh Range Rover that is decked out in monster energy drink branding. Yikes. Um that is just hilarious to me, and I made those two choices. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I did this. I did this and uh and you know, there's like classical Bach music playing in the background while she's flossing, and it's just—it oh, <laughs> makes me laugh every time. That's 2018 in a nutshell, right there. <laughs> exactly, and it makes me laugh every fucking time. It's—it's um, it's a very uplifting game. I yeah. just find it—it's it, very, it lifts the spirits and looks amazing, and just every second of it when you're playing it, it just you know, they've got it so tuned perfectly, and. Um, yeah, Forza, the Forza Horizon series is tremendous, and I feel deeply ashamed for having not given it its due in these videos. <laughs> uh, but now I have, and so yes. I guess for People me... People should play Forza Horizon 4. Yeah, I think for like me cars. that
0: counts as a new franchise, because that's the first game in the series that I tried this year, because it was on Game Pass. Yeah. And yeah. we did the review, but uh, yeah. I, I As someone who doesn't like racing games at all... I had like Mm -hmm. twenty hours of pretty consistent fun times in that game. Yeah. God, it looks good as well.
1: It really does. Yeah. It's that's a recurring theme for games this year for sure as well. (laughs) Yeah. God, it looks good. God games look good Uh, this year. They did, yeah. Oh right. You're number
0: eight. I I I cheered at the beginning because I guessed that correctly. I had Forza Horizon number eight for you.
1: At number eight, wow, wow, wow. My number eight is thronebreaker hey Gwent, a witch and t- that's my number seven let's talk about thronebreaker ah, awesome we literally <laughs> did a review on it like two weeks ago it's, as of this recording it's not even live yet oh on my the
0: youtube God. page oh my wow God. behind wow. the curtains calm down
1: yeah sorry sorry everyone
0: so yeah we're talking about thronebreaker again but yeah this game was really surprising Yes, I like Gwent. I enjoyed it in the in the Witcher game, and when I heard there was a single player uh, full experience, I wasn't really expecting much, even though it's sede said the projet. I still yeah. wasn't expecting <laughs> it to be that fleshed out. And they did a lot with a simple format the the match types in for the Gwent formula are really varied in the game. I really like the puzzles. the art style was fantastic. and the king for me. Is the surprising story that the you game mean goes The story. king
1: is the queen.
0: Oh, <laughs> I see what you did uh, there. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well.
0: Yeah, I couldn't believe how engaged I was in the story. And most yep. of the story is done through pictures. It's like a picture book, but I'm. Well, yeah, I with a bunch it of yet. texts. I know you've yeah. been, and I'm near the end of the game, and I'm engaged. I want to know where yeah. it goes. I care about the characters. And to give them credit, the voice actors do a fantastic job. It's not just pictures. Oh, yeah. There's really good voice acting. But not is, just uh, voice
1: acting as well. They they have really good like background sound design where it's like yeah. the horse you know galloping and stuff like that is really it really brings you in.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the biggest surprise is the for for the game is just a great story. Some really it, grueling, horrible stuff happens on your journey. Yeah,
1: Jesus.
0: There's some there's some nasty war crimes happening in that game. And then, you know, there's some fun gameplay elements where characters from the game are cards and you have to make choices about which characters live or die, stay in your group, and you're emotionally attached to your deck.
1: So I sent you a message the other day saying I literally alt-F4'd mid conversation because I was going to lose <laughs> yeah. the best, my favorite card in the game. And I was I like, don't no, blame I you. can't do this. It's a scummy move, but I don't blame yeah.
0: you. I don't blame yeah. you. And I think there's something really clever about tying characters to a literal tool you are using
1: in the game. It makes
0: you kind of superficially invested in them, but in a way that I think is really fun.
1: Yes, yeah. Initially, it feels like you're sort of superficially invested in them, but as the as you spend more time with the story, you also get like True. you get to know the character, and it's it makes everything doubly difficult because you're emotionally and strategically attached to your cards. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, yeah I um I finished it like two days before we're recording this. Ooh. Um, there's a small part of me that worries, like ah eh, maybe it might have been slightly too high because it's you know so fresh, but ah uh, that's whatever. Who cares? Um, ah, so it's a good game. It is very. A it's a really surprisingly excellent thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it came
0: out what two days before Red Dead.
1: Yes. Yeah. So
0: it felt like no one in the world was talking about it.
1: It definitely seems like one of the most overlooked games this year because it it I don't know how many people even know it exists. Yeah. Um and yeah, I think if you've ever liked the Witcher series, like you should you should play it because yeah. it's they make gwent very approachable. I've never played a competitive card game before, um aside from gwent in The Witcher 3, which is a very it's a a mini game with a with more depth than it ever needed, let's mm-hmm. say. Um and they flesh it out really well here and, and ease you into it in a really nice way and ease you into the aspects of deck building and strategy with the puzzles teaching you different things. Mm-hmm. Um, my biggest complaint actually probably is that like half of the puzzles are just sort of frustrating because I don't like the puzzles where you get a card that you know, like you're familiar with it. You see it and you're like, oh, that's, you know, the the trebuchet guy. But then it functions completely yeah. differently. I've been very confused a couple of times. Yeah. Um, so I think the puzzles are the only part of it where I, there were, like, half of them just don't really work for me. But the other half of them are, <laughs> there's some pretty funny ones as well.
0: Yeah. Like the um, uh, the drinking one, the drink off with uh, the dwarf. The drink off is really good. That's a yeah. really good yeah.
1: one. Yeah. And um, like we said in the review, I, I just love how evocative it is of everything. You don't need these fancy cutscenes when you have good voice acting and some some sort of minimalistic sound design in the background, you're able to sell this really grand scale story with essentially, like you said, pictures and 2D cartoons. And a bit Uh, of
0: imagination.
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It feels like a storybook. Yeah, yeah. And um, I would say maybe the ending is like ever so slightly lackluster, a little tiny bit. Mm -hmm. The final fight is very frustrating oh. um and i had to rebuild my entire deck by following like kind of some suggestions online because i could not figure out how to beat it Ooh, interesting. Uh, in a way that felt like unfair like it was just like i had my deck at a point where i was like okay it feels like my army can you know we're starting to steamroll things and then the final fight happens and it's like i don't know what i'm doing here i bashed my head against it for like an hour wow um it was it was nasty you'll see um but yeah, the story is super engaging. Uh, it goes some very, very miserable places at times. Oof, yeah, it's depressing. I think it has some of the all time best slash most difficult story decision making you have mm-hmm. to do. Um, especially the further in you get, the more attached you get to everything, and they throw out like little decisions that you have to make probably like every ten or fifteen minutes. It yeah. feels like, and. Every one of them, after like the first 10 or 15 hours, every one of them got me sitting there being like, uh, if I do, ooh, I don't know, this is, ee. Uh, and they appropriately, you know, label it with, you've chosen one evil for another. And I, there were so many choices where I was like, oh, fuck, I, these are both, oh, man, these are, I don't want to make either of these decisions. I would be
0: interested to have a look behind the curtain and see what the ripple effects of all these choices are. Because it feels like people are commenting on choices I made like 10 hours ago. And that they are having repercussions later on in the game. And it, it I don't know if it's just like, you know, cloak and mirrors and just clever illusions. But it seems like your choices have a lot of uh, rippling effects in the game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the companion cards can... There are like upwards of a dozen areas or ways in which you can lose them. Uh, you know, they tweeted out yesterday that like you can lose... There are 11 spots where you can lose Ike. Oh, like, Jesus! There are apparently twenty different endings. I I saw like eight of them or so. I looked them up afterwards. Wow. It's sort of like The Witcher Three, where it's like here are the different ending world states in a way. Um, yeah, this it it feels like one of those games where the story is just sort of tailored enough to you that it feels like it's unique to you. Uh, mm-hmm. where it's like ah, my relationship with these characters and the cards are unique to me because it's uh, the choices I made. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was. It was very compelling. A it was
0: interesting through. talking to you while you were playing it because you were like, "Oh, how about that person dying?" And I was like, "Wait, why he dies?" And you, you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Yeah, a chapter ago." And I was like, "Oh, he's not dead for me." Yeah, I was like, "Wow, there must be a lot of uh, a lot of alternate paths in that game."
1: Yeah, I think there are, and um, that's cool. And yeah, I just would have never expected them to do so much with a competitive card game RPG thing. Um
0: Yeah, it's impressive. I remember back in the day when Hearthstone I think they're still doing it, they have little single player campaigns, and they huh. were always kind of laughable when it comes to like the artificial intelligence. It was always terrible. Oh, but yeah. No one's done it this well so far. Yeah. It's a single player story RPG campaign from a
1: card game. And it's really good. And it- it's really good. It's one of the best written things of the year, I would say. And Yeah, I like uh, it
0: when people mess around with formats. That's the thing yes. I get really interested in. What can you do with a video game under a specific genre? And this is a really yep. good example of
1: that. Yeah, it turns out you can do a hell of a lot with it. If, and, if you're um, creative. Yeah, good job, CD Projekt. I would play another one. Yeah. Uh, maybe not immediately, but I, I would play another... Expansion? ...game maybe. of this style. And I don't know what you could do with that, but... I don't know what story you could tell, but... If they wanted to make another one, I would I would be there.
0: Yeah, it was a really nice surprise. I didn't have much hopes for it. And I barely touched it because of Red Dead. And it's one of those things that just went back to. I was like, holy shit. This I found it really hard to thought. put
1: down. I found it really yes. hard to put down after I got into it. I I think I played it all in like a week and it was 35 hours yeah, long. Wow. You know, uh, yeah, I yeah. played
0: 20 hours in like four days. Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, I was like I, okay. Same. I need to go back to other games in 2018 because we're doing this soon and I have other stuff to catch up on. And talking about going back to games I missed, a game that I recently went back to because I missed it was Mm. Celeste. The best a man can get.
1: Joe? Yes. So you're number seven, right? And I just did my number seven. So my number six, my number six is Celeste. Oh
0: my God. Oh, well, this is pre-planned. It's all rigged. The best a man can get. Celeste, turns out it's pretty damn good. Now, for some yeah. reason, for me, I didn't really connect with the first couple of chapters as much as I did with the second half of the game. I'm not sure why that is, but even going back, sorry, even going to the B-sides and replaying some of the elements in chapters one, two, three. The only one I really like is the, I'm going to call it the space bubble, the one where you zoom out of. I think that's a really cool mechanic. But the game really started to click around halfway through. They started to add almost puzzle elements. Zelda dungeon-esque exploration into some of the level design. And I absolutely loved the second half of Celeste. I still do appreciate and enjoy the first half, but it just didn't, for some reason, have, like, the magic there. For the first five, no, no, three hours I played, but I'm now up to I don't know twelve hours. I'm on the B sides, and it's just a bloody brilliant platformer. It's it's cute, it's adorable. I love the color palette; it changes with every zone. I like the Mario-esque design, where every zone has a different novelty in gameplay. I like the music, and apart from the diagonal issue <laughs> that I've had, you watch yes. me stream it. You know I've.
1: oh i mean everyone has that problem yeah yes it's it's an inherent flaw with the game some
0: frustrations we're trying to do diagonal jumps in the game where like under stress or like the small window of time you have maybe your thumb isn't in like the specific place where it needs to be and your brain wants to do one thing and the game does a different thing and it can be very frustrating when you're in like a long sequence or on a difficult screen but i'm not gonna i am not going to Take away too many points from Celeste because of that one issue. Because everything else is pretty much flawless. Uh, I yeah. I'm not really someone who's going to connect with the emotional, mental health storyline. But I know a lot of people did. And it meant mm-hmm. a lot to people who played it. So, hell yeah. Good good for those guys. Uh, the group who made it are adorable. I love seeing them at the yes, Game Awards. They, they were a lovable crowd yeah. of people. And yeah, it's just a... I love platformers. And they're still going, they're still alive, and this is the best one in years. It, yes. It's pure, it's yeah. simple, it's focused, and it's... And it's hard. Cool. Yes,
1: yes. It's so fucking hard.
0: And it does the super meat boy design of having the portion of difficulty in nice chunks. It's like one little yeah. level, and when you die, you've gone back like 10 seconds worth of progress. Little bite-sized difficult levels, which makes it really good for pacing, I played it on PC, but I bet you it's a, an amazing Switch game to play on the go. Yes, yeah. And yeah, it's just a great little platforming package. It's cute, and I loved it. And I'm still going. I'm going to do... I've got three more B-sides, and then I'm going to try the C-sides, which I look forward to.
1: I'm going to try not to break a controller, though. I'm glad it clicked with you, because it is...
0: It's it's lovely.
1: Yeah. It's, um, like I said, uh, with Dead Cells, you know, I have... I don't know, I have weird... Expectations or desires for how a 2D game should respond mm. and control and feel. And Celeste plays perfectly for me. Like, it, it, the movement and jumping and all that, aside from the diagonal stuff, which is, like you said, it's almost more of like a controller problem than it is a game problem. Yeah.
0: Because if I had learned it on PC, I wouldn't have had that issue. But it feels so unnatural on PC.
1: Yeah. On a keyboard. Um, yeah. Feel right but aside from that like it just everything about the way it moves and feels and responds is like perfect exact exactly what my brain expects uh i think it is probably the best playing 2d platformer that i've played i think it is sl- a little bit tighter than even you know the best of the marios uh, from the few that i have touched and I, again i'm not i'm not often a huge platformer person but yeah it just the way in which it just it's like perfect, exactly what I want. And uh, it also I really can't speak highly enough of the uh, the assist mode, um, which is Essentially <laughs> wouldn't just, know, mate.
0: Would not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God it's essentially just
1: You fuck it out. It's essentially just an option you can turn on which enables you to sort of customize the difficulty experience to your liking. And mm. I did. I, I really liked it. Sort of late. Actually, it was more like after I had beaten the game. Uh, there was one boss fight in the mid where you have to like run away from a boss in in the hotel. Oh, that guy's an and asshole. I was like man, fuck this. I'm turning on invincibility. I just want to be done with this. And you know, so I used that. But I only used really assist mode after beating the game and getting into the B sides. So I I went in with the expectation that uh you would get your second dash ability. Would be like, it would be like your New Game Plus sort of thing. Okay. And I was like, that would be awesome. You know, you get your second dash and then you can go back to all these levels and they're easier and then you don't. And I was like, man, that's a bummer. Assist mode, you can just turn that on whenever you want. And so I would just customize the difficulty to whatever I was feeling. When I wanted it to be difficult, mm-hmm. I would just turn all that yeah. stuff off. When I wanted to explore or play in a sort of New Game Plus mode, I would just turn on a second dash and. Um, it's really cool to see a game have that there and just, it's there from the beginning. And and they say, like, you know, if you want to turn this on, like, just do it. We don't care. Just play the game how you want to play it. Yeah. And I, I really fundamentally agree with that as a design decision. I mean, at and this point, if you, if you do don't that. put those in your game, people are just going to mod it anyway. Yeah. So People want to yeah. tune the difficulty to what they're liking and more games should allow for that and um celeste has some of the best options for it and and yeah it's just such a tight well-made game and it really uh, is yeah yeah great fantastic platformer fantastic on the switch there was it, that was like the earliest game of the year that I clicked with it was the second or third week of january and it was it was a feverish couple weeks with celeste of just like playing a lot of it uh, and getting re- feeling like it, there's a great like progression of, oh, I'm really starting to get good at this game. Now, yeah, you know. Uh, which well, is I felt nice that because... until the B
0: sides, and now I feel like I'm the worst player in the world.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the main campaign has a really nice ramp up yeah. of getting you really good at the game, and then the B sides are like this is ridiculously difficult. God, they're brutal. Um, they are. Yeah, I'm so... enjoying them though. Mostly. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Okay, so that was my number six, so now your number six. My number six. Right? Oh, I wanna interrupt and say that I actually did correctly guess your number ten would be Sea of Thieves. Ah, okay. And Does- I put Celeste for you at number eight instead of number seven. Ooh. So
0: Okay, we're well, one for one not, now, because I've bad. only got Forza Horizon four for you. Uh-huh. <clears throat> and so far I did not have Battlefield five on your list at all. Yeah. Apart from that, I had Thronebreak, I forgot Cells.
1: to put Thronebreaker on your list. Ooh. Which was a mistake. That tung, was tung, tung. that was an overlook.
0: Alright, my number six. Continuing with Games Jameson hates. My number six oh? is Shadow of the Colossus. Aha. Shadow of the Colossus was a very like awe-inspiring childlike game for me. Childlike's a weird word. I kind of mean like it brings me back to the days of being a kid where I always wanted. <sighs> Video games where I fought big monsters. That, as you can tell, that's as ambitious as my childish dreams got. I just wanted to fight <laughs> fucking massive monsters. And I remember when I first played Lost Planet, and it was kind of what I wanted, uh, but it, I don't know. That role never really got filled for me. And then I played Shadow of the Colossus, and awe-inspiring is the best word because when it comes to like an, it being a game game. Gameplay isn't really that great. It's a bit clumsy, and mm. it's been renovated since the old PS2 days where it was even worse, apparently. But there's just something for me personally about jumping off my horse onto the wing of a skyscraper beast and climbing up him or he soars across the sky and plunging my sword into his back and him crashing to the ground. It was just childlike wonder for me. There is no game this year that has made my jaw hit the ground like Shadow of the Colossus. Some of the mm. stuff in it is so theatrical and nuts. And I just can't believe that them polishing up a game from, uh, I don't know, enter whatever year it came out, I can't remember, from a long time ago, that it can have this much of an impact on me. Uh, I did have some frustrations. I remember the first nine or so, the game was on fire for me. I, I loved all of them. And then near the end, I hit a couple of ones that I found frustrating with some annoying mechanics. So it... It maybe would have been higher if I had enjoyed every coloss. Is it colossi singular? Yeah. If I had enjoyed every colossi uh. fight, I maybe would have put it higher because I did have some frustrations, especially the last mm. guy. God, there's a bit you had to stab his hand. And he keeps fucking shaking his hand. It's pissing me uh, off. But apart from that, <laughs> that was me the entire game. <laughs> yeah. It, it it just has some some crazy moments, which uh, yeah. I don't know. It just speaks to the stuff I really wanted in games when I was a, when I was a kid. And I I, I connected with it on the way which I wasn't expecting. It was more like, this is a cult classic. I missed it. I think I played it around my friend's house when uh, I was much younger, but I never played it myself. Let's give it a go. Holy shit, this is crazy. And I just end up having an absolute blast with Shadow of the Closses. And it's one of my fondest memories this year. Don't really need to go into it. I think most people who know games know what this game is. Yeah. Turns out it's pretty good. And there's a reason why people like it.
1: I guess they're not wrong. Ooh, wow big words jameson you're growing the visuals and the sound design and the tone of that game are really amazing mm-hmm. uh, i will my say favorite thing about it was the voice of the god that speaks to you yeah i just love the sound of that voice i
0: will say i didn't really connect with uh the emotional side of the game a lot of oh, people no, are like no. oh you just you feel so bad when you kill the colossus i was like nah and
1: joe's like just <laughs> die already stab
0: stab <laughs> It was frustrating to climb, so I'm like, die, you bastard, by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I knew the horse, like, falls off the edge of a cliff, so I didn't give a shit about that. So I didn't really connect with the emotional stuff, but uh, just the the awe of seeing these great behemoths and figuring out how to climb them and kill them, uh, I really enjoyed it.
1: There's only one horse to love, about, love this year, and it's your horse. It's your whatever horse. Whatever horse it is from Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption 2. Correct. All right. Well... I had put that at number five on your list, uh, but it was number six, so Oof. I'm going to count that pretty close. It's pretty close. Um, so now we're into the top five. Top wow, five. We're making, this is we're only an hour in. I My know. God! I think it's because we did review nearly all of these
0: games across the we year. We were good
1: about reviewing them this yeah, year. Yeah. So
0: if you yeah. want any detailed conversations of specific games, we'll put all that stuff. We'll put, we'll put a playlist link down below to all the reviews we did this
1: year. Yeah, we reviewed the vast majority of the games on them. My so far, we have reviewed all of the games I've talked about. Wow. All of them. All five. Wow, wow. All right. It's time for the big guns. Ooh. Number five. And it's a game with lots of guns. Destiny 2, baby.
0: Ah, uh, Forsaken. <laughs> I, I had that at six.
1: Last year, I said... I should either never put Destiny on my list again, or I should put it on every year. (laughs) And we're looking like we're going with the latter. Uh-oh. Look, like you said, in January... Well, even when we did uh, our review of... Or our top ten last year, which it was on. My top ten last year was number nine. uh, You know, there were already problems. It was well known that there were problems, and the game was just sort of boring, and... And it was starting to get into that, into the, they were beginning the darkest period in destiny history, uh, which was December through March uh, of this past year. And like you said, you know, monster hunter, when it came out, it was like, Ooh, destiny sure is in a bad place. No wonder this game, no wonder monster hunter sold like crazy. You know, everyone's in the mood for a good video game, which destiny two was not for a while. And, uh, they went from the lowest point in Destiny history to finally making the Destiny game that I've been wanting uh, for like since since they since Destiny came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forsaken wasn't the beginning of Destiny Two getting great, but it was definitely you know it was the main dump of of great content. Yeah, and um, yeah, it 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 finally made. They finally made Destiny the way I wanted it. I remember very distinctly in the first two or three weeks of Destiny 1. You know, being flabbergasted by lots of it. But then being very hooked by the the world and the gameplay. And then the idea that there would be new things to do every week. There was the raid that came out in the first week of Destiny 1. Or two weeks after. And then there was like some sort of thing. There was like a uh, a single, you know, PvE event that happened the queen with the queen i don't even remember anymore it was so long ago and i was like man if they're going to and then you know a week after that it was like here's trials here a week after that here's iron banner and i was like wow I, I, if they're going to be like doing new things every week like this game's going to be amazing and then that was it you know <laughs> <laughs> they did those three things and that was it and then there was a year before they got destiny into a good place and even the taken king as tremendous as it was, it still was built more in the mindset of... Which Bungie has had, really, up until this year, which is, hey, we're fine with you playing this game for two or three weeks whenever the DLC comes out, and then putting it down. That was how they were designing their game, um, which was a mistake, and, and not the way that people wanted it to be built, I think. Yeah. Not the way that I wanted it to be built. Not that I need to play Destiny... Not that I need Destiny to be my only game that I play, but... Some people do. For sure. Um, but, you know, like, I most weeks, like, once a week, I will be like, ah, I could play some Destiny. Yeah. And for so many years now, it's been like, well, there's no real reason to after... Because you've done all the DLC stuff. But then Forsaken came out, and, and it made it so that uh, every week there was new stuff, and... The first, like, it was, I think, about almost seven weeks before I had finished, let's say, finished Forsaken. Yeah. Uh, It took me seven weeks until I had done the raid and gotten to, you know, more or less the highest level. And then I'm like, okay, done. I can put it down for three or four weeks. And um, every week it was like, you know, the Dreaming City was changing. And then the raid was beaten. And new strikes unlocked. And then the three-man mini raid, Shattered Throne thing unlocked, you know. And uh, it, it's it's the best that Destiny has ever been. And, you know, I've said it for <laughs> too many years now. Destiny is a game that I love, but I also hate. And, you know, it's been a, a, a difficult to be a Destiny fan for a long Oof, time. Yeah. They've come so close yet so far. And it just feels nice to finally have Destiny in a place for the first time ever where I think it is finally... What they were trying to make, what they've been trying to make for so long. Yes, it still has flaws. Yes, it, sh- it you know there are still ways in which it could be more friendly. Um, but for me, it is finally what I want it to be. And Forsaken got me more into Destiny than I have ever been. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you know playtime more or less equal to like when I was with the Taken King or so. But just like the the excitement every week when it's like reset week and it's like, well, what's new this week? And the, there was lots of good... Uh, I don't even want to... There's there's lots of good lore in Forsaken and I like the lore in Destiny. Okay, don't laugh. Goodbye. Sorry. Um. And yeah, I just... it, 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 it They finally did it. it <laughs> I'm is. so happy. Good job,
0: Bungie. Uh, I'm happy for ma- the Destiny community. Thanks, I, man. I don't think... I've ever seen a community more mistreated, (laughs) maybe outside of PUBG fans, the poor Uh, Destiny 2 fan base. There's people who are passionate, play even more than you, Jameson, and they had to go through hot coals to come out (laughs) on the other side of having a game they enjoy. And I'm glad people enjoy it. I've enjoyed Forsaken. Um, I've enjoyed it much more than when we reviewed it. I did the Halloween event, which gave me a a quick boost, so I didn't have to do the grindy shit that I don't really enjoy that much. And I got to see the, the depths of the thing, the the city, (laughs) dreaming city.
1: Oh yes. The dreaming city. Yes. yes, yes.
0: And that is like one of the, (laughs) that's the best art this year. Maybe some of the best art I've ever seen in video games. That place is stupidly gorgeous. Yep. And yeah, I, uh, I will never be in love with destiny Two or destiny in general, but I, I just enjoy it. I just enjoy being along for the ride. I enjoy playing mm-hmm. the new content. I like seeing where it goes. I like checking out the news.
1: And I'm happy that it's in a good place for you boys. For you Destiny lads. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, like I remember saying it la- early this year where it's like they need to knock it out of the park like they've never done before mm-hmm. because this game is on life support. Like, it, it the, not the game, the series, the name. for For the hardcore people, Destiny was like... There was a point this year... Where I was like, man, I don't know about Destiny. I don't know that I, I don't know that I can like this game anymore because they've been so incompetent, Mm -hmm. and uh, and that was going to be really sad to me because I have always there's like just a fundamental I don't know what about Destiny that I can't quit, and they they really really did truly nail it uh, with Forsaken for the more engaged people like myself, Um, and yeah. And also their raid team just keeps getting better. The 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 Forsaken raid is incredible. And then the newest one, uh, which I did last week, um, is like a really fun sort of two hour like Mad Maxi ish thing. With like some sort of sort of light, like I don't know. It reminded me a little bit of ODST at times as well, and there's lots of vehicle stuff. It was they they that's where they're at their most creative and they are getting better every year i think Mm -hmm. Uh, anyways we we should ban destiny from being you should you (laughs) should ban me from ever talking about (coughs) destiny again in these videos because i will find a way um Uh
0: freedom to i hope they
1: can i hope they can maintain it because i think if bungie was left to their own devices they would And they would be fine with it, but I, you know, the the news recently about Activision being unhappy with Forsaken sales. it's like, oh, fuck, Activision's gonna come in and ruin this all, Mm. aren't they? Monetization. Anyways, we'll see, we'll see. But it just feels nice to finally have Destiny be good again. Yeah. Or good for the first time. I don't know anymore. (laughs) I... What a god.
0: I'm looking at my list prediction Uh, for you, and I'm just doing some deductions... Uh I don't think my next game is on your list at all Give
1: it to me, what is it?
0: My number 5 is Spider-Man
1: Oh yeah, (laughs) Spider-Man
0: I don't think Spider-Man's on your list at all Anyway,
1: It is not Okay, so I had Spider-Man
0: as your number 10 Battlefield 5 above Spider-Man? Really?
1: (laughs) Alright, it's your
0: list (laughs) you're
1: You're <laughs> like i said i might come to regret it i don't know spontaneous decision making i'm not, I'm not
0: bothered mate not bothered by that decision <laughs> at all my number five is spider-man so i've been looking forward to spider-man for a while i played the original spider-man on the ps1 and then i played mm. spider-man 2 on the ps2 with my friends and i have fond memories of Absolutely nothing except for swinging around. I don't remember doing any <laughs> missions, I don't remember any cutscenes, we'd, we'd just swing around because of that momentum in that game, poof. That was the early days of physics in game engines and we'd never played anything like that before. So I had some, like, nostalgia for Spider-Man, even when the movies. The first ever superhero movie I watched was the first Spider-Man and I loved it. So, in my, in my blood, mm. apart from some of the newer Spider-Man movies, I've got some fondness for the character and the games. And I think Insomniac are just a fun company, and they just did a killer job with Spider-Man. The swinging and momentum feels fantastic. I really like the combat system. It looked a little bit like a copy-and-paste Arkham system, but I I think they added enough stuff to make it feel like its own beast, and I really got into a good flow with that combat. Uh, I really enjoyed the story. I didn't think I was going to. Andy, I pretty much just enjoyed everything about the package. I I thought the game looked phenomenal. There were certain things that have pushed it down on my list from being up with the big boys. Mm. Uh, There's a couple of downsides to the game. Mary Jane stealth stuff is a little bit shitty. And maybe a tad oversaturation of side activities in the open world. Bit of a ubification in certain (sighs) points. It was a little bit Far Cry at times. I did like a lot of the side quests but some of them like the black cat and the pigeons is like eh, don't really need all of this didn't need so many out anyway yeah. just maybe a little bit too much in that department which just didn't like put it up with some of the best of the best of the year but spider-man it delivered for me It was the first game i played on my ps4 pro you know in my in my lounge on, on the 4k and, oof, oof she looked good mm-hmm. she looked good and I just think Insomniac did a, a really good job of the cause of the game. The combat, oh, yeah. the flow, the way he moves, the looks, and the story. A few weak points, but apart from that, again, we reviewed it and talked about it in detail, but uh, they did a cracking job. Turned out my favorite Peter Parker of all the Spider-Mans, Spider-Mens... Oh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, ...ever portrayed in movies or games. I yeah, actually preferred it over Homecoming. This was a better story than Homecoming,
1: by far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: Which was uh, a. There's a
1: really good story. That like the, mm-hmm. the storytelling was so surprising to me and so excellent. Yeah, That's probably my favorite aspect of it is just how how well told that story is. Yeah, uh, even if it takes a little too long to get going, like it's it's really really good in the last like third of that game. Uh, I have started dabbling into the D.O.C.s, and they're not so yeah.
0: strong gameplay wise. Weirdly, they have fantastic cutscenes, like the best in the game like really cool. exciting but gameplay wise it's a little bit copy and paste so the dlc mm. isn't like the highest way to end this experience for the year kind of wish i hadn't played them maybe it's a, a bit harsh but i really really enjoyed spider-man and a lot of hype and yeah. expectation and it delivered pretty much on all fronts and a bit more in other fronts as well
1: i'm glad i'm glad love me some spooderman with it yeah yeah excellent yeah i'm glad it that's another one of those games where it's like, yeah, this should definitely be on the on someone's list here because it was quite a, a very solid game at the very least, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I think the only, yeah, I mean, I've talked about, you know, I I just my brain is stupid and confused me all the time with the combat because I was hitting the wrong buttons because of Batman. <laughs> How is and that just,
0: still, like, in, indented into your brain after all this time? I don't know.
1: I don't know. Like, I haven't played a Batman game. In, one was Arkham Knight? Like, four years ago. That's, like, some, that's some powerful long-term memory. I know. I know. That's okay. Spider-Man is a very solid game, and I, I'm so happy that Insomniac has, like, they made so much money, and, you know. Oh, yeah. They're going to make so, another game, so and aware. it's going to be even, even better, and mm-hmm. they deserve it. They're a very good studio. Yeah, yeah. And Spider-Man is very good. All right. My number four. Hmm. What could it be? I wonder. Okay. wait. Well, I'm also wondering if we have more than the top two. Maybe we have three. I don't know. I wonder real. what lines up near the top of the list here. It's going to be very interesting. I know number four is not going to be on your list. I would be okay. very surprised if it was. I know your number four uh, is. Number four is Hitman 2. Uh huh. Hitman hitman um once again hitman 2 uh we reviewed it yeah like a week ago sure yeah let's just go with that uh (laughs) (laughs) once again the video is not live yet but you know whatever it will be when you hear this um oh hitman 2 is so good (laughs) I just I just love the 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 you know i I feel weird saying all these i don't I don't really know what to say because we have, it, the review is very fresh in my mind mm-hmm. I feel like it covered it all yeah uh I just have had such a good time with it and I love how video gamey it is and I love the weird sort of trial and error puzzle nature of it and it's hilarious it's the funniest game of the year I think <laughs> and uh and I just have a really tremendous time with it and I'm so glad that I Clicked with it and understood it, you know, not that I didn't understand the appeal of of Hitman 1, and not that I didn't like Hitman 1, I, I had a very good time with Hitman 1, but I properly got it with Hitman 2. I'm happy and, to see uh,
0: it represented somewhere on the lists.
1: Yes, yeah. <clears throat> and I've still hardly touched any of the other levels aside from Miami and Vermont, so I have, you know, what, three hitman 2 levels and then all of the hitman 1 ones Mm -hmm. to go back to when i want to and i intend to i really look forward to like seeing the extent of paris and sapienza in a way that i never properly did and uh it's just it's such a good smart unique game like i know that you know obviously hitman 1 from 2016 is pretty much identical but No one else is making... There are, like, no games that I know of that are doing what Hitman is doing. No, yeah. And uh, it's, like, a very, very unique, fun, clever format of a game. And, And it's very... It's very strange. It's such a weird thing that it's, like, you know, you could play it, you know, where you just do each level once, but it's really this bizarre puzzle game in a way. And, um... And I just, yeah, I just had a really fantastic time with it. And, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's it's very good, and I like it a lot. The end.
0: (laughs) Don't make me laugh. Uh,
1: Sorry. My body can't
0: take laughter at the moment. Sorry. It's too phlegmy. (laughs) All right. The big boys. Number four from Joe. I think my number four is your number three which is mm. oh I could well maybe I'm wrong maybe I'm wrong my number four is Return of the Obra Dinn
1: yes that is my number three okay
0: okay if it, that would have <laughs> been exciting if it wasn't that would have been very interesting the Return of the Obra <laughs> Din is the most innovative gameplay design of the year I think mm-hmm. and it comes oh, oh I've forgotten his name I feel bad what's his name Lucas Pope. Lucas Pope is on top of the indie world, in my opinion. Because (laughs) Papers, Please was a hit, mostly, again, for gameplay, like, innovation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think people did enjoy it, but it's a a really kind of a glorified memory test, so I didn't really connect with the gameplay. But just from a design perspective, it was so interesting. I think that's why people connected with it. And I hope, over time, because it's been a busy season for games, so maybe people haven't seen Return of the Oba but I hope people connect with Return of the Oberdin, because it is just incredible from a design perspective. Like, I'm so annoyed that he's so clever. <laughs> like back-to-back games where they're like nothing I've ever played before. And when I was young, I was really into detective-based games. I, I just, I really liked the, I don't know, just the idea of being a detective. I, I was a little nerd at books on, on detecting stuff. And this has finally let me live out that type of, I was going to say fantasy, that sounds a bit odd that type of role of being a detective and yeah. it's the best puzzle game of the year it has the most interesting art style of the year fantastic music we went into mm-hmm. more detail in the review we did recently saying that a lot we reviewed it literally a week ago yeah but i think that like, my main points were best eureka moments from a puzzle game of the year yeah uh, and then my brain's uh, gone dead just great <laughs> just <laughs> great exciting yes. story some fun revelations. It goes in directions you don't expect. Uh, just an interesting surprise that felt like it came out of nowhere.
1: Thank God. I'm so glad I played it and that I told you to play it. I never would have heard of it because I still yeah.
0: haven't really heard people talk of it.
1: No. It's probably one of those games that slowly, like, very slowly over so. years just gets more and more attention. Yeah, hopefully, hope so. Uh, It's so good. Oh, my God. It's uh, so good the like you said the puzzle nature of it i find the like audiovisual presentation to be the thing that really makes it stick in the mind i think uh if this had been if this game looked like spy party you know okay. or or something like that i think you know the gameplay would still be really cool and compelling but the visuals and the the music really elevate it or or mm. make it stick in your mind and i i love that aspect of it and uh i i yeah i just like i said in the review it was sort of the game that made me be like oh yes people making indie games still do make there are still people out there that will make indie games that uh deeply connect with me and my brain yeah Uh, they're not all cutesy fucking donut counties (laughs) uh some of them are the real good stuff that it's just like, hey, people out there making video games, some of them do have brains that are sort of uh, stylistically inclined like mine. Um, and that's cool. I just love I love that era of history. I like East India Trading Company stuff and pirate ships and you know sea legends. Mm, and this, yes. this game leans into a lot of that, which is really cool. I mean, pirates and, just um, fun.
0: Everyone likes pirates.
1: Yeah, even though these guys aren't pirates. But, you know, yeah. you know yes. <coughs> oh god.
0: Oh. It's spreading! <coughs> Ooh,
1: hello. Um Amen. And I think it's the I think it's probably my favorite indie game of the generation so far. Wow, um, nice. <coughs> the closest thing it comes to for me is the witness. It has this one focused
0: design point and it just doesn't hold your hand. Yeah. It respects your intelligence. It really you have to be kind of intelligent to play this game, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, you kind of do, yeah. God, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard at times. <clears throat> yeah. I'm not even sure if hard is the right word, because it's just all about stumbling. Challenging. Up. It's, yeah. No, it's... All yeah. about your intuition and puzzling things together. And yeah. there were certain things which I didn't even find. Like, you know, yeah.
1: uh, the the cots, they will have numbers yeah, on them. Yeah, you never... I didn't yeah. realize
0: that was, like, tied to the crew agenda.
1: Yeah, that was something I realized pretty late, and I was like, "Oh
0: shit!" I never realized that, so I had to beat the game <clears throat> without it, which is maybe why when we reviewed the game, I said that some were a bit too hard to figure out for me.
1: Right, it might yeah. have just
0: been like a a whole like thread of information I didn't stumble upon. But
1: yeah, it's just yeah, God. that's what's neat about it is that it's like it's very reliant on how your own brain functions, so, like the witness. I agree, where it's like some of the stuff your brain just might not make the connection and that's just the way your brain is wired yeah. and there, there's no it's not a fault of you or the game it's just that's just the way it works I think the, and, uh, the indie market is
0: the only area nowadays which can make experiences like this because they're too risky for big budgets. well yeah, yeah yeah and just every now and then I mean, you get a gem like this
1: yes yeah a rare gem also when I say my favourite indie game of the generation I, I'm not actually including The Witness in that I feel like The Witness is above oh. indie, I don't know even though it is an indie game you're right Uh it is I mean the Witness is like one of the best games ever made. It's but, so good. Uh, Return of the Oberdin uh is really exceptional. And yeah, I would I would I'd put I put it side by it
0: side that. with the Witness.
1: Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I would a, put yeah. it yeah, pretty much just just right around there in that extremely high tier of existence. Um, so if you're
0: listening to this and you haven't played it, stop wasting your time with Fortnite and play Return of the Overdin. <laughs> Get some of those
1: brain cells back, idiot. <laughs> yes. Uh, whoops. Um, <laughs> set a V button. So I guess we just. <laughs> it's only on PC right now, unfortunately. Hopefully, it comes out on consoles. Uh, I don't see why it wouldn't. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Papers Please followed a similar course. Oh, um, so it's
0: my number three.
1: Wait, th- that was your number four.
0: Yeah, but I thought your number three was Oberdin. So oh
1: yeah, so yeah, your number three, and then it'll be number two for each of us and number one for each of mm. us, which I suspect huh? probably line up. Huh? Maybe. Mm. Who knows? Who
0: knows? No one knows. Mm. No one knows. My number three is Prey Moon Crash. For- wow. For the first time I have broken the rules that we haven't even set in place because it's an expansion I, and it's not a game yeah, that's
1: interesting i would have put um just beats and shapes that you were number three
0: just beats and shapes didn't make it oh, see your thieves took it, you it away it from
1: perfect me. what are you doing putting sea of Th- oh my god
0: oh, i just i had to i had to it's my list back off
1: yeah you're right you're, right, you're right prey moon crash was on my list for a little while as well but <laughs> it got knocked off by fucking battlefield oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. what a shumble. Hey, i mean i gave prey its due last year okay yes you, know? you did i saw the light the reason uh, Mooncrash
0: connected with me so much is because i didn't connect with the base game of prey much yeah i i really liked prey i thought the map design was really cool but i just didn't really connect with the story or the immersive sim systems I just kind of played the whole game of a shotgun because the shotgun was so overpowered. Maybe that's my fault for not attempting to experiment. And, we, you know, we can go into the whole debate about if it's better to let people find the, the stuff or yeah. to kind of push them in that direction. And in my opinion, Mooncrash is the one that pushes you in the direction and pray is the one that lets you discover it yourself. Mooncrash yeah. is god i don't i don't want to have to explain it because it's maybe the most interesting merging of genres i've never seen yeah. a single player campaign mixed with a roguelike game because usually a roguelike game is something that you make to play over and over again but and it's not Pre- totally like a
1: 2d indie platform Pre-
0: Pre- <laughs> has a beginning and an end to a roguelike. Yeah. which if you haven't played the game maybe doesn't even make sense the format doesn't seem like it should work, but there's a story, and there's cutscenes, and, it, and there's, there's a credit roll, but it's a roll, like, yeah. right, where you're playing a simulation over and over again. And something about having a definitive objective, I, I mean, like, you know, in all the Binding of Isaacs and stuff, your objective is just to beat the game, but there's multiple ways to to face the game each run. And it yeah. almost feels like a puzzle adventure, where you're not really told what you're doing, and you're slowly unlocking characters and figuring out how you even play the game, and that's just a type of gameplay I really enjoy. There's a lot of self-guidance, and you figure out where you want to go on your own. Mm -hmm. this is a theme of, I just really enjoy when games let you do stuff the way you want to do them, and prey doesn't really let you do that because it's a single-player campaign and there's missions, and in this, there's just one objective, and you can get there any way you want. And I finally got to mess around with prey systems. There was yeah. like runs where the electricity wasn't on, and there is a way to get it back up, but I hadn't figured that out yet. So for for once, I actually used the glue gun to help me get around, which, I, which I never did in Prey. <laughs> I just used it to slow down the beasts. And I was finally using tools, and there's a fun yes. uh, rarity system where like, you find rare oh, items. Yeah. And there's fun looting in the game. And Get I mean, that exotic shotgun. I mean, <laughs> Prey is maybe one of the best looting games ever made. It's one of the games which makes everything valuable. And just having, like, special f- things to find uh, is very exciting. I just love the general roguelite um, format in general. That's one thing I discovered this year. Don't really connect with roguelikes. Sure. I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah. a game this right? right. I really yes, enjoyed yeah. the slow progression of roguelikes of doing kind of the same simulation over and over but this time I've got a big gun and uh, I get to keep it I get to keep it forever it's not gonna reset when I die and I think I'm gonna cut this thing short cuz I I believe I could ramble about the fun like format and genre blending of Prey Mooncrash for a long time and I think people should just try it themselves because I think it's better than Prey by quite a long way
1: <laughs> it really is I... better than Prey I sort of think it is also better than Prey, but I also sort of like the freedom of Prey, yeah. you know? Uh, but th- it, yeah. as, a, as a piece of design, it is really rather brilliant. Yeah, um, and
0: again, no one really talked about it, and it's just such a no. clever mashup of genres
1: yeah. in a
0: way which makes That's- the roguelite genre way more approachable for people who aren't into it. And it could also give some developers who don't have as much money or budget a way to make their games, and ha- but still yeah. have like a single-player c- uh, campaign in it. I kinda of feel like the dishonor dishonored Deus Ex games would have been so fun in this format.
1: I kinda of oh wish- Oh my god, a dishonored version would be so good because I, kind of I never oh, engaged with yeah, anything.
0: I kinda of wish dishonored, all immersive yeah. sims had gone in this direction. It feels like they found it. They found the golden ticket for like budget and design and Too form. bad the is dead. And it's dead. <laughs> like all these it's franchises dead. have died because no one bought them. It's yeah. It's like a post mortem of like, we figured it out! This is how they should She's all play. He's dead. <laughs> yeah. We figured out why he died. <laughs> when it comes to like AAA budget games, this is my favorite format of a game. It's a weird genre mashup, which I didn't think would work, and I finally got to connect with a game which I didn't connect with initially.
1: I'm very happy.
0: I uh, loved Prey Moon Crash. Loved oh, it. Oh, I did too. Yeah. God, I, I loved it. Too. It was the biggest Again, surprise of the year, I think. Yeah. Because I, I wasn't going to play for it. Her.
1: I, I mean, I was, like, pissed when they announced it at E3 because I was like, this is, no one wants this. yeah And well, I was yeah. wrong. I was, like, extremely wrong about it, and they really knocked it out of the park. And, yeah, I wasn't even sure that you should have played it. Yeah, uh, but I, was I wasn't going to. Yeah.
0: I can't remember why. I stumbled upon... A video saying it was great, and I was just like, you know what? I'm in the the mood for something a bit more triple A feeling. Maybe I played it yeah. during the drought. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, it did. It came out in July, I think. Yeah. So it was came out at a good time. Yeah. It was
0: bloody brilliant, and it's like just long enough as well. I think it's like 15, 20 hours. It's just oof. yeah, fifteen. Yeah. I the pacing so of every run is quite nice. I think the only complaint is I don't like the the medical system where you can break a leg and you can't. Yeah, walk. It was sort of annoying. I yeah. find that annoying. And the Moonshark is there every time. And it's pretty bad AI-wise. I thought like, he would have been a fun variable, like one run you're like, "Oh shit, the Moonshark's here this time," but he's yeah. like always there. And
1: you get pretty good at just skipping your yeah, way through that. Opening I, mean, I mean, that's area. kind of part yeah. of
0: the learning process of the simulation. You figure out what character yeah. you want to start with to best combat him. So I get it. It's just he just got a bit tiresome. Like yes, run twelve, so I was like, oh, "For fuck's sake, the Moonshark's back again." Yeah. But apart from that, I, I also God,
1: I, I also wish that they had. Uh, I wish that they had done a, a final, like a grand final run mm. where you, you know, because the the last cutscene is like you crash land, you know, on the, yeah. on the real moon out of the simulation and I really hoped that it would have been like, okay, you've spent like 14 hours escaping the moon, you know this map perfectly. You're here for real. Now do it for real, you don't get to restart. Yeah. You know? Just like. That would have been an amazing, but whatever, that's a small thing. But yes, Mooncrash is really, really exceptional, and uh, Arcane is such a smart studio, like mm-hmm. their level design, their systems design is so intelligent, and yeah, I, I really, I'm very happy to see it on your list. I'm glad it's getting mentioned here, because it is one of the better things uh, of the year, for sure. Oh, so good. And uh, I love Prey and I love Moon Crash, and I'm happy that you, like, pray Crash. (laughs) Yeah, this is kind of like my evil within
0: two of last year, where I was like, yeah, I'll give it a go, and ended up loving it. And that kind of, like, euphoric feeling of being like, holy shit, I didn't think I was going to play this, and now I'm in love with it, really kind of Mm -hmm. solidifies a more positive memory for me, which sometimes leads to them being higher than other games, like Spider-Man, where I thought it was going to be good, and it just was good. When I find those things, I don't know, they just get pushed up for me because they stand out.
1: Well, unless something shocking is about to happen, I'm glad you picked a good Bethesda uh, product this year. Wow, wow,
0: wow, wow, (laughs) wow.
1: Hey! Hey. So what do we just have left? We just have our number two and our number one, right? Yes, and everyone knows what they are.
0: It's just what order do they come in? Just what order do they come in? Should we just say that it's Red Dead and God of War and then just say where we're going to put them?
1: I'm going to make a prediction here and I'm going to I'm going to say what my number 2 is but I'm going to say it differently. I'm going to say it. okay, here we go. Are you ready? Okay, yeah. <laughs> I think our number 2 is God of War. <laughs> okay, you do, do you? I think so. You can interrupt me if you want to or not. I don't know. My number 2 is God of War. My number 2 is God of War. I know.
0: I really I mean, I wanted to all put all God of War, God at war at number one for a long time me
1: too especially
0: like i stumbled upon the video of um how do you pronounce his name Corey bar barlog barlog yeah i stumbled upon the video of him watching the reviews again i was like oh god he's so wholesome i just want god of war to be number one but then it got his time at the game awards i was like ah, okay it's had its time <laughs>
1: i'll do my list and I. god of war yes God of War was my number one, and I was so confident it was my number one until like 10 hours, 15, 20 hours into another video game, which, you know, I mean, it's obvious. We might as well Uh, (laughs) merge the talks together. (laughs) Well, no, no, No? that's not.
0: Okay, okay. Well, I just want to say say that I think God of War is the best action game of the year, and I do think it plays much better than Red Dead Redemption 2 plays. But we can get into it. There are many
1: aspects of God of War that I think are objectively the best mm-hmm. of the year. Oh, yeah. I think God of War as a video game is probably the best game of the year. Yes. There was even a small part of me that thought, fuck it, we, screw putting a number two, let's just have two number ones and then a number three. Ooh. Um, I feel so bad that God of War isn't number one I can't because it is it's number two. so good. So good. It is so good. The combat, my favorite combat of the year by a mile. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like melee combat. I like the Batman games, uh, and that's about it. Mm, yeah. And I, God of War's combat is, I like it more than that. Uh, more than Batman, I would say. It's there is so much variety in it. So much you can do with it. So many builds. Uh, it feels so good. Everything is so hard hitting. The it's the combat is so exceptional, and I, I would never have thought that. Uh, and it's so much deeper than I would have thought. Uh, the world design, like the structure of oh. it, is brilliant. It's not an open world, but it's not a linear Naughty Dog game. And it's it finds this tremendous balance of somewhere in between. Uh, in a year where we get like this generation has just been like so many huge open world games my god it's so exhausting Mm -hmm. Uh, and we have the most exhausting one yet to talk about and uh, (laughs) I just love how focused and I just love the size of God of War it's a size of game that I want more of where it's like 15 to 20 hour linear main campaign and then like a really approachable sized sort of open world area to do side content yeah Uh, It's a very digestible size, I think. Um, And it tells a great, very compelling story in an amazing world uh, with great performances, great visuals, good music. Uh, I remember you saying in the review, it's like it got a great sense of adventure, which I really agree with. Uh, It was the most surprising game of the year for me. I I didn't know what the game was going to be like structurally or content wise. I didn't think I would care about it, especially in the first like five hours. I was like, yeah, this is good, um, but it just gets better and better the more you play. And uh, God, there's so much. It's there's a so much fucking good, stuff. good video game.
0: <laughs> I think it's also commendable in general for when people have to reinvent franchises. Oh God, yeah. You know, we saw Breath of the Wild, which, which did a good job, obviously, but yeah. it's just—it must be so terrifying. Such a high established and praised and loved franchise, and you're given the job to breathe new life into it, and it's like good luck. Everyone's and, watching. And like,
1: fundamentally changed so much yeah. about it, you know. uh, Thank God, because like I, have God of War, I, I started to look at God of War of old and be like, ooh, this is a little awkward. This is a little embarrassing. Yeah. That everyone liked <laughs> this. Uh, Not that I didn't, you know. I mean, I, I played God of War three when it came out. And it was awesome. Uh, But they they really, like, they went for it. You know, they fundamentally changed it without, you know, we've had so many of these, like, soft reboots in movies where it's like, eh, you know, it's a new cast, but it's essentially the same story. They're playing it very safe. God of War is, like, I love the way in which it's reflecting the old and and self-aware of the old games Mm -hmm. and... And integrated deeply into the old games. Like, it's not a reboot, even though it's just called God of War. Uh, it's it's a continuation, and it's just so fascinating from, like, every part of it. Like, the, just the design and the story and all of that is so... It's really quite, quite
0: brilliant. Uh, and there's just so much going on inside the game as well. I think my favorite moment of the entire game was... I can't remember the name of the realm. It's the roguelite realm.
1: Oh, yeah. Was that Jotunheim? Um, Where was it? N- what? No, Jotunheim's the giant. Uh, Mist is. Niflheim? Niflheim? Helheim is hell. Mm hmm. The Fire Realm? I don't remember. Whatever. It's the mist. The Well, the, where the dwarves... Svartalheim, I think, where all the dwarves come from. Okay. I don't know. Fucking Norse name.
0: The reason <laughs> I know I, what you're talking about. The reason about. I
1: love that moment so much is because... Yes. I could be wrong,
0: but I'm not sure if that place makes sense within the context of the game. <laughs> I have no idea. It just feels like the developers were having fun with their own yeah. product, and they just didn't want to stop. And... That's just something quite unique. You don't really get to feel the developer's energy often in games. And that zone to me directly speaks to like a positive workforce where people are just loving what they're making and they just want to keep going, even if it doesn't really make sense. They just wanted to try new
1: things. And it's sort of like that little bit reminds me a bit of like the whole of Titanfall 2 where it's like here's just this weird thing yeah. and it's like we just put it in the game because it was cool. In any uh, in any
0: other game that would be like extra content, downloadable content or something on the cutting room floor because someone was experimenting and they're just like nah, we're just going to chuck it in cuz it's fun and weird. And it's oh, there's just so much personality in this game and I can't pinpoint any more specific moments but you can just tell a lot of love and respect went into the product and there's something endearing oh, yeah. about that that bleeds through the game and makes you as the player enjoy it more it did for me anyway i could just feel yes. how much they enjoyed it and how much love they put into it maybe because i was watching some behind the scenes stuff Corey is just a great pr person as well yeah but yeah. I just, like i just love the the personal feeling about the team that really pushed it for me i mean they nailed everything else the game looks good it's got more content than we deserve and just a long yeah. and detailed, great story. I, I kept thinking it was going to end, and it just kept going. I know.
1: <laughs> I think my favorite part of it was, uh, in terms of like, like Wii U with the mist. I I mean, I was f- very shocked when I got to the mist part because the only the other side area is like, ah, it's combat trials. You know, very mm. straightforward, and I I did them and enjoyed them. Yeah. But yeah, when you get to the mist, you're like, what the f- what? This is a roguelike area. Yeah. Um. But I love the part where. Because I had done side content, I was probably like close to 10 hours in when you clear the the fog coming out of the mountain. You know, the mouth of the mountain after coming back from the elf realm. Yeah. And you're like clearing the fog and and you're almost at the top of the mountain and you do the big big fight through the mountain. I'm like, this has got to be like nearing the end of the game, right? Like, I feel like... Uh, this is very very it was sort of like horizon as well where i'm like i feel like i'm getting near the end of the game it's like no no you finished like the prologue yeah like (laughs) there's like 30 hours more of this game like and it just keeps going it's a great journey Uh, that game it really is, yeah. Journey is a, a really even cool though
0: it's word brutal, it. it kind of feels a little bit whimsical and, chi- and childish at times. Yeah, different realms. Well, once you
1: get Mimir as well, I think the tone really lifts yeah. up and finds its place. Like it's a very dour, like self serious game for the first five or six hours, but once you get Mimir, it starts to. There's a good sen- that game has a good sense of humor. Uh, it does, yeah. Fun sense of writing. Uh, I think there's good was, like deadpan humor with uh, Mimir and I think something Kratos. I brought
0: up bit afterwards actually i brought this up while playing spider-man because mm. even ben said this in our right. podcast yes said, i know what you're gonna spider-man say. Yeah. will have a great sequel and a lot of times you play games and you're like they they've got the format and it's good but next time when they renovate trim down it will really be something good and god of war feels like a sequel it feels like something came out two years ago and they're just building upon it there's so much in the package. It feels like something that could only exist after releasing something and learning from the reception of the first thing. But no, it just yeah. came out. It just came out. <laughs> it's nuts. It's it's nuts. And I wish yeah, I kind it, of it, oh, yeah. I kind of wish it was. It really one.
1: does feel like a sequel to. It's like the, I remember you saying it, it's like they skipped the first game mm. of the. It's like they skipped Uncharted One and just put Uncharted Two. Yeah. out Initially, you know. Uh, yeah. It speaks very much to the quality of that team, uh, especially because they went from God of War Ascension to this. Like <laughs> that might be different, different development teams. May, may I don't know. I, I mean that's Sony Santa Monica is sort of a weird studio. They've got a lot going on. Lot Actually, I think there. you're right. I think it was like God, Ascension was 2013. Yeah. So then this was would have been five years later. Uh,
0: this one's a bit better. They
1: did, <laughs> yeah they did a they really did amazing work with it and i i remember like i 100%ed god of war i did everything uh and it was you know like 50 hours or so and i remember when it ended i was like if the sequel came out next week i would play another 50 hours i would consume a sequel to it immediately after playing the first game which is not a feeling you get very often uh and it speaks speaks to the quality of it and i it it bums me out that it isn't number one because it's it's it really deserves it. It um, does, and it seems like a lot of uh, as more uh, game of the War, game of the year award stuff start to happen. It seems like a lot of people are, are giving it like a lot of uh, you know websites, and stuff, yeah. which is good. It, des- uh, because,
0: it, it, it deserves it.
1: Yeah, I think as a video game, it's probably the best of the year in terms of mechanics and design and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's 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 really good. But unfortunately,
0: <laughs> Red Dead Redemption 2 had to come along and poke its nose in and end up being really fucking good. Uh,
1: yeah. Uh, should I say it? Should I call it? Should I say it? Say it. Um, Three years in a row, we've had the number one lineup. Mm-hmm. Wow, wow, wow. So boring we are. Yeah. Game of the year 2018 for Joe and Jameson. Red Dead Redemption 2.
0: The end. God damn it, Rockstar. Thanks for watching. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, we talked about Red Dead for two hours during our two review. Two hour review, holy. Oh two God. hour review. Which is almost as long as this entire chat we just talked about, yeah. Red Dead. Because holy shit, there is so much in that game. Yeah. But I think for me, because I think God of War is objectively better as an action game or just a gamey game it plays better than Red as a Dead game, Redemption. Yeah, I
1: think.
0: For yeah. me Red Dead Clock's number one because it's my favorite story maybe ever. At least character based story. You know, I have a little some biases towards sci-fi stuff. But when it comes to characters acting and the development and journey of those characters, nothing's come close. Even some TV series, I couldn't list like a handful of TV series which have handled character development better than this game. And I don't want mm. to say I didn't enjoy the game because it's it's fine. It's a third-person shooter. you got cover stuff, lock on. It's fine. Yeah. It plays fine. But it's the journey that this game takes you on, the amount of time it gives you to just slowly embrace the world and explore at whatever pace you want. I'm really yeah. jealous of our friend Ben, who's still on Chapter 3, that son of a bitch. I wish I was still on Chapter 3. The rest yeah. of the game's a trap. i tell you that. Spoiler. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I don't I don't really know where to dive in because I don't want to talk about it for two hours again.
1: well, i was I was gonna say that, um God of War, or Red Dead is a deeply flawed game with, you know, the the movement and gameplay is you know, either you'll either be fine with it or you'll hate it. Um, I would be surprised if there were people out there that say like they really like the gameplay of Red Dead. Mm. Like I just it never got I never really even thought about it. Um, so it just didn't bother me, right? I think a lot of the um mission design is like extremely outdated in a way that uh, is kind of it stands out, I think uh, but again, it never really I never really thought about it. I think for me, Red Dead is number one because uh it's an emotional pick mm-hmm. uh, it's a pick based on emotion and not despite the title um best video game of the year would imply often like an all-encompassing package and and an emphasis on the video game parts of it being really good but who fucking cares that's not how our brains work <laughs> yeah. um red dead is the number one for me because of the emotional investment in it mm-hmm. and the and emotional investment in the characters and the storytelling and the world you know the world and the pace of it is a huge part but the The storytelling, the character work, the music, you know, the moments they form together uh, really set it above and beyond most other games that have ever been made uh, in a way that I definitely wouldn't have expected. I, I never would have thought... There's a scene... Late in the game, you know where you know the one where Arthur talks to the to the nun at the train station, which you can miss. That you can uh, can depending on your honor level, yeah. And if you didn't complete all her quests, it's not you talk to uh, the father, the priest uh, from your camp. Uh, That that I would never in a million years have thought that Rockstar would be capable of writing like that in that scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tender, sweet, emotional, like deeply human writing yeah. uh, is not something i would have thought rockstar was capable of. uh it feels like i think i said it in the root it feels like they aged the people making this game aged by like 20 years and this is their like old man project, you know, like all the directors do it all, where they get older and they they have families and their their style changes from more from a re- from like rebellious to reflective, you know. And Red Dead is that change where it's like, in a lot of their design aspects, it's still rebellious because they're just saying, fuck you, we're Rockstar, we design our game however we want and you're going to like it. But from the storytelling uh, and writing side, it is much more a step towards maturity and reflection uh, on life in general in a way that games just don't do. Yeah. Uh, The thing
0: is, it also manages to somehow balance a kind of whimsical and fun tone
1: yeah the old yeah.
0: you know yeah, gta5 yes. cheekiness it's it's not obviously not as heavy it's not as satirical but it's still like there's an but it's underline still of there. fun still in the game yeah. all the way through
1: yeah it's it can be funny at times for sure and there's you know certainly goofy characters and and just you know cool moments where you're robbing a bank yeah. or whatever like it's still f- f- distinctly a rock star game for sure but uh Arthur Morgan is like the best written, best developed, best acted character in a video game. And, and you know, you spend a lot of time with him. Uh, and he and the people around him go a lot of places. And, uh, you know, they've talked about it as like a five or six season TV show. And it, and it feels like that. Yeah, it does. Uh, and he really, it is really hard to detach from that for me, where it's like, if I were to judge games more objectively, you know, there would be it would be a very different conversation. But you know, you get you get your heart wrapped around something, and you, it's hard to hard to detach that. Yeah, and uh, and that's why it's
0: number one for me. Yes, me too. Uh, that's why it's number one. There's a lot of other reasons why it's an amazing game. It's a it's a it's a technical marvel when it comes to characters, artificial intelligence. You know, we've did a video on how it, most people have their own day to day activities. It just feels like a next-generation game and a step forward in the open-world genre. And, yeah. You know, it, it feels like good. a next-generation game. And that's obviously a, re- Not a really Not this fun generation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, always fun, to play a game which feels like it's from the future. But the reason yes. it topped God of War for me was what you said, was the emotional journey with the people in the game. 100%. It's better yeah. than any other game has done it, ever.
1: And I think the one thing that i that design wise that i think it is actually very innovative about and that actually changes the way i want to interact with games is that you can talk to literally every single human being in that game yeah uh and that's kind of amazing uh, that's <laughs> crazy the primary thing you can do in that game the thing that they want you to do before shooting someone in the head is uh say hello to them <laughs> and I think that's tremendous, and I I want more games to be like that. I don't expect uh, much of anything (laughs) to ever do it, yeah, because it's obscenely expensive. Um, But like I said in the review, I remember like playing Hitman Two was the first game after Red Dead after three weeks of Red Dead, and like in the first Miami level, I tried to like say hello to people. Yeah, it 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 was like changing the way, and even when I've you know, if I boot up The Witcher or something, which you can sort of you know, some games you can like get basic dialogue from NPCs you know when he hit A on them or something yeah like a generic hello yeah exactly Uh, but so much of Red Dead's interactions feel bespoke and that they made like 7 billion things that you can say to people and interactions and voice actors the gamer
0: really feels alive
1: yeah really makes uh, (laughs) you feel like
0: Batman you know
1: yes finally (laughs) um and yeah you know in terms of design that is a big thing for me where it's like i i want more games to do this even though it's probably uh, an unreasonable expectation until rockstar's but, uh, next project probably yeah probably which will be in 17 years
0: um, i think we also have to acknowledge even though we haven't played much of it it comes with an online component with its own stuff as well there's so much in the game yeah. And like we only had one session with online, but it was really good. I yeah. really enjoyed it. And I wanted And to even play if we never played any of it, it was still stay stay number one, but the amount you're getting for your buck is just kind of nuts.
1: It's yeah. I mean the world is huge and full of things to do. And like, yeah, you can spend a hundred hours with the single player alone. Oh yeah. Uh and the online is surprisingly content rich. Mm. Uh and yeah, I mean it's 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 Skirting the tail, like, it's getting close to, it's too early for me to say, but it, it is, like, you know, it gives Witcher 3 a run for its money for me, because yeah. Witcher 3 is uh, the game that I, I think about the most still, uh, and and the game that, like, I, I, like, deeply love the world and the tone uh, and the pace of that game and the emphasis on storytelling, and Red Dead is one of those games, uh, and, and there are not a lot of games doing that. I think we've already
0: decided that we will be doing, in two years' time, a game of the generation. Top ten games. Oh, certainly. Yes, yeah. And that's going to be maybe the hardest list ever to make.
1: Yes. I'm not excited about
0: pitting Red Dead and Horizon head-to-head, because I don't know what I'm going to do. My head might just explode.
1: Well, and also Cyberpunk will have come up. Oh my god, I forgot. Maybe. We'll see. That's going to be so difficult. Maybe not. Um, So, yeah. There it is. Red Dead Redemption 2, number one. God of War, number two. Tied for number one.
0: (laughs) It was a good year.
1: Yes. As I said at the beginning, it was like the first half of the year was a bit of a... But then the fall season for me really um, picked things up. In the last six months, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Uh, Eight, nine, nine of my fifteen games were came out in the last in the last six months, Um, which is a nice change because in the past the fall seasons I have not liked. um, But yeah, you know, I, I think you said at the beginning it was like uh, there were, it was one of those years like 2015 for me where it's like there are one or two like true masterpieces like The Witcher Three or or Soma or something, and then everything else is like you know, it's pretty good. But I yeah. don't feel obs- like crazily about most of the most of the rest of the list. But that's okay. It, it ended up the video game industry managed to turn things around, <laughs> and it was a good. It ended up being a good year. I think and, uh, this might be our most diverse year, maybe with the most games. We'll have to check. You'll have to send me your list over in a text form so I can easily reference. it. So we had a well. lot of um, differences. Like
0: you didn't have Sea of Thieves. Monster Hunter World, Shadow of the Colossus, Spider Man, and Prey Mooncrash. Five of my games you didn't have. So maybe it's fifteen? And you
1: didn't have you didn't have Battlefield, Dead Cells, Forza, Destiny, Hitman. So five. Five each. So that's fifteen <gasps> games? Am I doing the maths correctly? F- Probably 15? I don't know. We'll we'll consult when I have it in text form. It's easier to I think just that's, visualize. That's
0: fifteen it. games. Five that matched and then five each separate.
1: Yeah, I think the highest number of unique games we've had was 16 oh. before, I think Shit. I'll have to check. But it was a, that yeah, I think um Shit. that's Sorry. a good diverse list of <coughs> games between the two of us. <laughs> I almost killed myself. Uh that was a good selection, a varied selection.
0: Let's just keep uh, the list going, mate. Let's just keep it going.
1: All right, hit me with those honorable mentions. My this number video is 11. running short. <laughs>
0: my number 11 is Just Shapes and Beats oh,
1: god I can't believe that wasn't on your list uh, that's shocking I just, to me
0: that was the battle that sounded
1: like a revelatory experience that was the you, battle saw Jesus the
0: thing is it, it's it's a perfect little game it's like a three yeah. hour little I don't know
1: yeah it's a, okay
0: in my brain when I'm making the list I'm like what would I rather play right now Just Shapes and Beats or mm. blah blah and I'm like oh. you're lucky Sea of Thieves let me just put it that way you got lucky this year punk yeah I would say the same about Battlefield. And then stuff below it, I really liked Yoku's Island Express. I, I beat yes! that recently. And I think nice. it actually gets better as it goes along.
1: The, That's cool. Because yeah, okay. at, at
0: the beginning you do a lot of backtracking and then that kind of goes away. You open up these fast travel things and it gets uh, much more fluid oh, for the last okay. four, three hours or so. Uh, really liked Far Lone Sails and The Gardens Between, which I played in one sitting each. Wow. Really nice short little games. The Guard in Between is too short, in my opinion, but it's a really unique puzzle game. And the last Mm. game, which I started playing today, which maybe at this rate would have snuck on, and that's The Messenger.
1: Oh, yeah. The Messenger on Switch.
0: Yeah. The Messenger is really good. I was expecting another really difficult game because usually that, you know, the retro platformer genre is like, ooh, it's difficult like it used to be on the NES. But the messenger, yeah. the Messenger's pretty easy, and I'm really enjoying mm. the fact that it's really easy. I did not expect it to be a walkthrough, because even Shovel Knight's kind of challenging. And so far, yeah. the Messenger, maybe it gets hard, kind of in a couple hours in, but it's comfy. I was not expecting it to be comfy. But yeah, just, just some indie goodness in my honourable mentions.
1: That's it. That's it? Okay. That's my Ooh, f- five honourable mentions. The game that I had at my number 10 for quite a while and should probably be there um, was Tetris Effect. Oh, uh, yes. Because I've, I I really do like Tetris Effect. I thought that might it's sneak just, on. It's just got so much style and it's so pleasant. And it's a, it's a really nice... It's sort of the game I've gone back to when it's just like, man, I really don't want to think about any of the games I'm playing. Like, even driving a car in Forza is sometimes a little too much, you know? Where it's yeah. just like... Tetris is just... It's just... Blocks and they just keep falling, <laughs> and all I have to do is put them in in a spot. And shit, I should have been number ten. Damn it! Yeah, Uh I had Prey Moon Crash, of course. Yeah. Um, I had Spy Party. <gasps> oh yeah. In my honorable mentions, Spy Party is a delightful little game. Almost forgot to say that. Uh, uh, we've only played like I think I we've not even gotten six hours out of it yet, which is kind of impressive. Uh, but you know, it's good. It's not not the most involved or no uh, anything. But it, it, every time we've played it, even if it's only ever been for like ninety minutes at a time, it's it's a very fun, unique, silly experience. It is, yeah. I had Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. Didn't quite click with it enough, but I I really do like some aspects of it quite a bit. I had Sea of Thieves as well. Again, uh, it would have been much higher if the last two sessions hadn't been so awful. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, I I do you know I love pirate stuff, and it's like the most beautiful game ever made, and it's go it's so pleasant and relaxing, and the the interactions with people are are really they can be very beautiful. Yes, <laughs> we've had some amazing interactions. Um, and then one other game. I like to think of it as the precursor to Red Dead Redemption 2 in terms of craziness. Uh it's called Kingdom Come Deliverance.
0: Oh yes, Kingdom Come Deliverance. There was uh, a I played time. like twenty
1: five hours of that game very shortly. Uh, I started
0: constructing my list pretty early in the year and it was at number ten for quite a while. Yeah. But then you know the second half of this year, kind of a lot of things swept in. But it was on yeah, there for a I, while.
1: The reason I stopped playing it when I did was because I, like you, encountered a bug and, and I just, this NPC wouldn't spawn. And yeah. I went back and installed it the other day and, and they fixed it, of course. And I might get back into it. Me too. Maybe not though. Because I
0: also hit a game breaking bug.
1: Yeah. Uh, a very janky game, but um, so much better than I would have thought. Uh, the, the writing and storytelling was a lot more compelling mm. and good in quality than i would have expected um, So immersive. henry is a hilarious dope but yeah. like the the writing is good uh that scene where you get drunk with the priest is one of yes. the best scenes of the year um and i i compare it to red dead because the the pacing and the, tone of it are very similar and the immersion mechanic um, type stuff yes kingdom come is all about you immersing you in a world and you know, you have to bathe and your food can rot. And there's a lot of just downtime in Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. where you're just sort of wandering around and nothing's really happening. And it's very quiet and relaxed. And uh, Red Dead definitely feels like the A Western, like made by, I don't want to say competent people, but you know what I mean, where it's like, here's a super big budget version of sort of some of the philosophies of what are in Kingdom Come. Yeah, tolerance. yeah, 100%. And, uh, I, I really did like it quite a bit. Um, and I want to play more of it because it was sort of filled that, uh, you know, Oblivion, Skyrim, first-person mm. open-world sort of thing. Obviously, they're completely different, but I like a first-person open-world game that's sort of pleasant to be in, yeah. and we haven't had a lot of those. Uh it game fucking hard sometimes, though. Jesus Christ. Yes. I, I, <laughs> I also finally got to a part where uh, I have a helmet now, and when I enter combat, my field of view limits yeah. to like two little slits that yeah. you can barely see. And I love how that game is just made by the craziest people. Yes. Uh, I cannot believe they made it all first person and that you can have like little slits for your helmet and you can't see so anything. It's just, it's so amazing. Uh, also, Henry is hilarious. Yeah. Oh, he's such a dope
0: protagonist uh, of the year, mate. Move over, Arthur. <laughs> Get
1: out of the way! Right, watch out! My name's Henry. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> I think that's a that's about it. We this was fantastically short video. I mean, my God! Yeah, what are you predicting? Like sub two hours? It might sneak in just a hair under two hours. Oh I can see, God. which is really impressive. Can't believe we've um, done it.
0: Well, how do we close well, out the go.
1: year? Well, fuck, I don't know. See you next year. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> fuck it. On to the next one, 2019. is looking 2019. juicy. We're going to have to do a best of the first half of 2019 Oof. because there's so many games coming Oof. out early next year. Can't wait um, for the new games and the new
0: controversies and the new garbage fire. Who's going to be the oh, Fallout yeah. 76 of 2019?
1: I'm going to predict. Let me have a think here for a second. What's happening next year? Hmm. God, I... Uh, Hmm. I'm gonna say EA is gonna come back for the crown. <laughs> EA took a year off last year, this year after having the biggest year of their lives last year, and yeah. biggest I mean worst. And I think they're gonna they're gonna come back. They're gonna try and take the crown back from the king. And it's gonna be ta- it's gonna be Titanfall three, you know. <laughs> it's that, or somehow uh, they're gonna fuck up Borderlands three completely. Yeah, that's my biggest worry, actually. Oh yeah, shit. Randy Pitchford I don't know man he's like the Saul Goodman of the video game industry I don't trust I him I don't trust him either <laughs> man I play more Borderlands. But-
0: anyway thank yeah. you if you've listened all the way to the end uh, some people really look forward to these which we find very confusing but I hope you enjoyed it uh, another one another one in the pan ready for a full on year of hopefully good video games and we
1: will see you next year <laughs>
0: Bye-bye!